This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so I, I guess it's a topic that, first of all, we need to ask ourselves what is or what are um, chazal, non-halachic chazal. So let's first discuss what they are, the information. We have in Talmud, Babylon, Yerushalmi, in Shas, which is our primary source of Torah Shabbat we have interwoven in the sugyas, sometimes just coming almost out of nowhere, um, things that they're called agadita, they don't deal with halachic topics, they deal with ishkafa, ashim, psukim, um, things about tanakh and so on. Those are called agadis, agadita, hagados, all of them, all of the above are what they're called. Second source are medrashim. They are, there's a problem with understanding what Medrashim are. What you see in the library printed as Medrashim is not exactly the way it came. Um, the, the, the printing press has been going only a few hundred years, and they, they, they were rolls of paper, of, not paper, of uh, a, a parchment uh, and uh, so on. Certain of those medrashim were extremely circulated, and the Rishonim had them. Uh, Medrash Rabba, uh, Medrash Tanchuma, Pergrebelezer. Those primarily are the ones we had. There are a whole bunch of other medrashim that people found in different places and printed them. What are they? Who are they? How reliable? Um, how correct are they? Up in the air. Um, and that's why when you say medrash, it's like saying a health professional. It could mean anything from somebody who's been practicing medicine for who knows how long in a major hospital to somebody who does kind of um, herbal healings in Africa. You, you don't know. When somebody says a medrash, who, what, when, where? Um, so it's very important to distinguish Midrashic material we have a Kalev Sorisan, which is basically Medrashrapa, Tanchuma, Perkerebeleza, and what's called Medrash Mishle, Medrash Shmuel. Those are, those are basically what we know for sure. We have the Rishon who spoke about them. They're very spoken about again and again as reliable material. Other things are questionable. And finally, we have the Zohar, which is extremely metaphoric. It's Kabbalah. There are stories there that are not Kabbalah, but you never know which is what. And that's a whole different world. Really out of our... This is not where we're going to go, but just mention what it is. In terms of Medrash, what's reliable, what's not reliable, the best handbook, so to speak, was written by the Goyen's son. Avram ben Agra wrote a small sefer called Rav Palin, which would, um, which stands in its own, in a league of its own, in terms of almost academic. He, every single medrash that's available, he has, um, he has uh, where it's from, where it's mentioned, other places it's mentioned, things of that nature. Um, it, he is your best, um, and it's the going sub. You, you know, he, he, it's, it's the best source when you find a medrash. He will tell you what we know of it. And mostly what's important is where it's cross-quoted and so on and so forth. That's what we're talking about, Chazal. Now, um, with this large... Thank you, thank you very, very much. Um, um, now, people ask, do we have to believe all the Chazal are true? Are they true? Etc., etc. So, I, I want to give an introduction. The question is wrong to start with. Um, and and it's, 
if it's Chazal, it says one of the Memchas Devarim, Shatorim Niknes Behem, is Amunas Kachamim. I want to explain what Amunas Kachamim means. Amunas Kachamim takes, is, today people use it random, that, that Chachamim know what's happening, that Chachamim to do Nisim, that Chachamim do this, you believe Chachamim. The simple meaning of Amunas Kachamim is the faith and the integrity of the Messiah that Chazal gave us. You can't be Kona Torah if you think that somebody pulled a fast one. Amunas Chachamim first and foremost means that Chazal's giving over of Torah um, was done with as much um, integrity and as much care as is humanly possible. So to say if, if somebody feels that Chazal can sit back, excuse me for using the metaphor, and chase a few pints of beer down and tell tall tales, then he should take the shas and bury it. And he should go to a different religion because there's, what's the point of it? If, if Chazal are not reliable to the end, so, so, so then forget it. Then, then, then why go and torture yourself to slowly drop out of Yiddishkeit, dump the whole thing in one shot and move on? There's no point to it. And the Amunas means that the Mesoras that came from, the Mesoras Valpeh that came from Sinai is as strong as is humanly possible. Could I have made a mistake? It's a movie. Um, it's, it's the best that a human being could possibly, that a person could do, reinforced by all the Chazal and, you know, the, 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 the constant interaction. And it, it's as true about Halacha as it is about Agnada. That is clear. Or else, we, we, you know, if somebody who can tell tall tales is not is, is a severely flawed person. And therefore, it, to say anything like that, the question is, what did, how did Chazal speak to us? What's the language that Chazal used when they spoke in Agarit? It, it would not be... Um, it, it, the language that the Chazal used in Medrash and in Agada is markedly different than the, the language used in Halacha. And we need to ask ourselves, how do we understand what they're telling us? Um, the, the Sefer of Chachma is called Mishle. There are things that are best expressed when you're writing a contract that's best expressed in the driest, most specific language. When you're writing about ideas and ideals, it's best expressed in a very different type of language. And the question is, what is the language that Chazal used in this Chalik of Torah? Um, Agarita, the, the Gemara itself tells you special things about Agarita. On the one hand, it tells you it's Moshe Chasalev, it's things that draw people in. On the other hand, it says, Minos Bnei Goyon, Chazal both gave it a specially a special standing in terms of its ability to be mashpi on people. On the other hand, there were a lot of warnings about getting involved in, in the details of it and so on. Chazal themselves told us it's a different world, different language, and we need to, to, to understand it. Are there, so, so the question is not, the word is it true or not is, is a bad, bad word to use. It's true 1,000%. The question is, what did Chazal mean? It's not a question of what do we believe. We believe every question is, what did Chazal talk to us? What did they say? What did he mean? If somebody touches a pasuk, Yad Hashem, as God's hand, is it a chorus? If somebody touches Yad Hashem, Kodesh Baruch did, then he understands the pasuk. So the question is, what is the language of Chazal Yosfagadis? When it comes to Chumash, the Rabbein Asad Yugon speaks about this, um, the Avnesa speaks about this, all the Rishon, almost the, 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 the Ikrim, they say that a Kodesh Baruch whose words are Eidos, testimony. It says, Eidos Hashem Nemona. So the Ikrim says that just like if you say testimony, you can't say afterwards, when I said he killed him, I meant that he embarrassed him. You, if you if you testify that you killed some that someone so killed somebody, you can't give it an explanation. It's literal, and 
it stands or falls on it being literal. A person cannot understand Torah, Torah meaning Chumash, as being anything but literal, except the Rabbi Yisrael says four places, four different categories, very obvious ones. One is obviously when you talk about Kodesh Baruch nothing is literal. When you talk about two psukim that associate each other, one of them is going to have to be um, qualified as being in a certain case. Another case is things that are clearly an idiom, like, you know, Erla Salev is not that a Gashbrok is going to cut out a physical piece of his heart. And, and one more category, like, very, very, very simple categories. Anything else, um, that any other explanation of, of explaining any part of Torah as an allegory is based up the curses. And the truth is because you don't have any Torah left. Once you can, I mean, one person thinks this story, I think that not stealing is an allegory. It really means don't take what's not fair. But I think a lot of things belong to me because you ask the children what's fairly theirs, and they, they have a different sense of things than Chosh Mishpat. Anything that any toy is like is, is rightfully theirs. It's not, has nothing to do with the. Uh, so in Navi, the prophecies themselves are written in a language of Marshall. They're written in a language of some sort of um, a, a, a metaphor. So, very important to understand that's Navi. What about Chazal? So, there, there are, there is a consensus in some area and a non-consensus in other area. And that's why it's hard to go and say something very definitive. I, I'll try to give what I feel is sort of is in the middle and so on. To the best of my knowledge, almost everybody understands that some chazal are not were not meant to be literal. They are a mashal, and we'll, we'll, we'll soon describe one or two places. And some chazal are certainly meant to be literal. And there are mesorahs about events and so on and so forth. Um, that seems to be, and the big issue is always how do you know which is which. But other than that, chazal are, are clearly, um, you know, they, they come in different. Let me list, I want to list now some of the svarim that speak about it, some of the resources. Um, I want to first give two or three contemporary resources, maybe four contemporary resources, just that we know what they are. And then I'll go and then I'll go back to where I think the main in Yarimar. There is with no no particular order. There's a safer called there's a, there's there's somebody Rabbi Shitsuriel Shlita, he actually is a Baltimorean many years ago. He lives in Bnebrak, um on Khovrashbam and he was Mashkiach in Shalbim Yeshiva. He's the only person that wears a track a big black hat and a kibbas ruga underneath. Very interesting person. A big, a big, um, a big bucky, a huge bucky. Very interesting. So he's obviously his own person instead. But he, he, he does a lot of, he collects a lot of things. He, he has amazing mafetikas, a lot of things. He wrote a, um, something called Likute Pirushe Anagada. Four volumes with a collection, an index for major Pirushim Anagadas in the Gemara. Um, he basically, he usually will bring the source with a snippet of it, not the whole thing, but sort of to give you a sense. It's more than just where to look, but he usually gives like a, a, a snippet so you get an idea of it. In his introduction, he brings material about this topic. So there's about, I don't know, seven, of introductory material, and he brings many sources. That's one very, very interesting, that's, it's a resource material. It's not, it's not an uncommon safe, it's a safer that you can get around, and it's not uncommon. There's another safer which is not available, it's called Base Aaron. Base Aaron was, there was somebody named Rebaran Maggit, um, he was somebody who decided to write an encyclopedia on his own. I don't think he got too far. I mean, this is somebody who lived in the 60s, 70s maybe. Um, it's called Beis Aaron. You can get it on Eitzah Chachma. But that has a section on Agada where he deals a lot with the halachic interface of Agada. Ein lamein Agada. When can you learn from Agada? When can you learn from Agada? When is it everybody's opinion? A lot of technical, interesting... Again, his Bikias is fascinating. And it's a type of material in case anybody really wants to get into it. That's a, that's a second resource. A third resource... Um, which again is not available today, it's available only on Tzachachma. There was a huge Gaon called Rebzharia Josef Stern. He lived in the 1800s. He was the butt 
of a lot of Moscow ridicule. Be, uh, the, I don't want to mention, but whatever it was, he, they, 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 he was the character that they really went after. He was a very big rub. He was a rub in Shavl, made a, a, an important community in, in Lita. His Bikiyas was probably unique in his generation. It's incredible. So he wrote it, Shuvah Sefer, but he also wrote something on Agarita, Halichas Agarita. must be 70, 80 pages, 6, 70, 80 pages. I think it's, it's part of one of his other works. I don't remember. I, I have a printout. His Bikiyas, like every point he makes about Chazal, when Chazal did this, when Chazal said this, did the Medish. Like somebody wrote that Yushalmi doesn't bring anything about Kameas. He says, it's not true, here, here, and here. They don't use the word, but this is what they're referring to. His Bikiyas is staggering. Um, it's, I don't think it'll be great. I, I think you need, you're going to need your husbands for this one. It's mostly like Ayan, Varana, Markacha, and Begam, Vatoisvis, Varian Shem, Varian But in terms of, 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 of his ability to command material, I didn't see anything like it. It's incredible. It's, it's really, really incredible. Something a lot more accessible and, and uh, modern is something, there's a sefer called Mayan Chosum. Mayan Chosum means the sealed well. And that was written by somebody who's, that's my house, I mean, if I alive, his name is Moshe Philip. Um, he wrote a Mishle. He put out the, the, the Pirish Agron Mishle, the first version, one of the versions, and the first modern version, one of the, one of the first that was readable and you know, nicely set up. He wrote Maya Chasim. It's a quote. He quotes totally most Gemaras and Rishonim and early Achronim that deal with the topics that we're dealing with. Um, and he explains it a little bit. Any hard thing he explains, and so on and so forth. So, so that's that's an extraordinary resource. I don't know. It's something that was in print 10, 15 years ago. It's something that might come back in print. But it's something that's a much more recent. Those are very contemporary things that in case somebody really wants to look into it, those are resources. In terms of major shittles, in terms of, of those who gave us uh, uh, really, the, the, you know, bar people that we can write. So, I, I, I'll refer to two. The Ramchal, Ramosh Chaim Latzato, who wrote them, Sosishram, wrote a small work called Maimar Alagados. Um, it's a few pages, and he basically outlines uh, about Agarita. And the, the Sefer that my Mesorus, my Rebbeim, that is probably the, 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 the core would be the morale in everything that he wrote, and especially a Sefer called Bergolo. Let me talk a little bit about the morale, and let me and explain to you. Again, this is something through my Rebbeim, that's how it's filtered down. Uh, there were many, in Yeshiva's morale was not popular for, for ever and ever, and it only became popular in the last two generations. But let me explain to you what the morale was probably the God in his generation. He lived in the 1500s, basically the entire 1500s. Um, he wrote this form that he wrote on Mesechtis or on Halacha. They were not, they, they were printed once or twice, not, not especially popular. His form on Yom Tovim, on Turkey Office, on Midos. And he wrote a sefer called Be'er HaGola, which is to answer people about things they write about Chazal. And it's a very sharp sefer. Um, like always, Maral himself it never minced words. The Maral's, if, if I could make a big chalal in all this far, his point was, no matter whatever he wrote about, his point was, Chazal are the ultimate understanding of this Chalak of Torah. He, he yells at Rashi for daring to write a pshat not like Chazal, in Bama'eda, he, he really goes to town, um, even though he obviously had the highest regards for Rashi. And he, but he said, how, how does somebody give a reason that's not in Chazal? Um, that's, that for him was one. Two, um, he felt that people who take Chazal always literally are almost as bad as people that scoff at it. Elu he, he, he writes very sharply on both sides of it. His understanding of Chazal is it's very deep Chachmah, and a person really has to understand it and understand what they're coming from, what they're saying, and so on. That's what he spends his farm doing, and that's really um, he uses all Chazal, never, almost never quotes any source other than Chazal, uses that constantly. 
and is always you always come out with a much deeper understanding of it. And to be honest, the morale was was sidelined for many generations, and it's the last hundred years, or I think primarily, and then Rabbi Shapiro, and then Tesla. They, they were the ones a little bit in Kelm they used it, and Pels. Those were the two the two yeshivas that kind of brought it in. It was not as safe as there was as family yeshiva, um, it, but the, the Ramchal and the Maral were, were the, the two yeshivas came in, and, and it's really Refutna and Ramon Shapiro's um, doing, their teaching that really made that become today. This is the core of, of Oyelayim, and this is where I'm coming from. I, and the others, the, what are some other important sfarim on Agadites? The Marsha in the in the in the um, in, in the Gemara is a, a, a resource for Pshat and and then there's a sefer written by the Benish Chai. The Benish Chai was the Iraqi Galador, and he was a giant. He lived at the turn of 1900. He was the chief of Baghdad. He was gone all along the road and every chilek of, 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 of Torah. Um, he was a ketoshal, he was everything. He wrote two sfarim, Ben Yoyoda, Ben Ayaw and Ben Yoyoda, on Agadites, explaining them in ways that are actually quite similar, not, not that dissimilar from the morale and so on, different language and so on, but it's sort of in the same ballpark. Those are the resources that we have and so on. Let's... Um, let's to try to understand a few points about how they approached it. And I'm going to try to... Um, so the morale in Baragola discusses... He divided Baragola into six chapters, um, sort of mega-chapters, about the different areas that people make fun of Chazal. And he goes to town and each one explaining why it's not just... He's not apologizing, he's not answering questions, he's explaining that their approach is totally wrong, and, and so on and so forth. Those are it. So first, I'm going to start with the Ramchal, simply because it's the most concise. I, again, I'm not going to quote every piece of it. Um, the Maimala Goddess is a page and a half, and it's printed this way. In, they have it in, in a standard print, which is a few pages, and then they have it put out with a lot of notes, which is a few more pages. not that big. But it says as follows. He says, Chazal felt... I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. I'm not going to quote it. Um, Chazal felt there was much of Torah that needed to be transmitted, but it would not be appropriate to make it open and public. This is something that is important to understand. Um, the, 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 um, there's a big tale of Torah that it's not appropriate for Hamonam to speak about it, they don't know what to talk about. They talk about things like Kodesh Baruch Hu. They talk about other things, and therefore they hid it in uh, metaphor and so on. He says, "Let me just see if I can just pick out a, 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 a sentence here." Bezehu ki biure hamitzvah vadinin ein hezeklau imikosu v'seifu biyagolik alkorin. There is nothing wrong with writing out halachis in a way that's successful to anybody. Worse comes worse, maybe a person will dare pasken himself and pasken wrong, but you're not going to get a tremendous distortion of Torah. The part of Torah that deals more with the with the neshama, with the inside, the soul of Torah, it's not right. Why? First of all, lo mitzad not because, first of all, because it's something very chashev. But let me tell you, I'm calm. I don't talk a little bit about this. There are things, there are private things I don't tell a person, anybody else, because they might be damaging. I tell somebody my business secrets, or where I keep uh, something valuable, I, it obviously might get damaged. So that's why I keep it a secret. But there are other things also. There are personal things. They're not damaging, but it's a certain sneers that things that are personal I keep to myself. And when you're dealing with things that are very deep and dealing with deeper nyanim, there's a sneers to keeping it to yourself and not so splashing out things. And that's why there was a, there's a lot of pushback on the learning of different things like that for a word who's not royal for it. One. Secondly, he says, 
So he says, To give over things that are closer to people that are bad people, even if they're smart, that's bad. Two, the imits are uncom, and of course they're deep. He said, you're going to get corruption. You're going to get wrong ideas. If you take things that are really deep and, and you give it to people who don't understand it, you're going to get things that are um, wrong, that be curses. There's somebody, again, I'm going to sort of not... Covering up a lot of details. So, a person, a very nice person about Shuva, not even, can't even read Hebrew really well, reads English, very Arabic person. And he was telling that he read, and he reads, he has an idea to read books in English, of course, because he can't read Hebrew, that the reason why Kaddish Baruch created the world was because he was lonely. So, there was somebody there at his table and told him, no, he thinks that's a precursor. He says, no, it says so in the book, and it's a deep Hasidic book, and it's clear that that's the reason. So this person was smart enough to know, he, he couldn't argue, I mean, there was no way to argue with this person, he's a simpleton. Um, so Baruch Hashem, he, t- he showed him that the book doesn't mean that, that the book says something else. So then he was macabre, as long as his book was okay, was on board with it, but, but if you tell a person like that, if, if you speak to things like that person, if you talk about things, things will come out that are um, wrong. It's one of the things, certain Hasidic groups, Hasidic Torah, had unique ways of expressing things. There's a very famous one um, for Israel that says that really Pinchas wasn't right, but really Zimri was right, and so on. Whatever he means, he doesn't mean it the way I said it. And, and, and people say it, and people say it over. And I've heard people say stuff, and, and they don't, they, they, they're obtuse, they don't understand when something is a picturesque way of making a point versus something is just a, um, you know, to say something word by, yeah, it says so, it says so. But, but you don't know how to read it. That's not the way you read it. It's not a, it's not a Kishnah where you can take literally word for word. It's, it's, a, it's an expression of some idea. So Chazal hid all of those in Yanim into... Um, in, into uh, I, I got this stories, veil stories, and so on. He says again, I'm calling on Chal. How did they hide it? Aleph, who derech hash olus v'mishalom. They used metaphors to express an idea that's behind. Vabez who derech hahelim. It's when they said things and hid them. For instance, they would say. This and this is, anybody that does this should be killed. But that's not the halacha. So what do they mean? They didn't tell us. So by either giving us a small amount of information or presenting it as a metaphor, that's what they tried to present to us. That's the way Chazal gave us of his Kalkatayra, which means that unless I hear it said over from somebody who knows and understands the Chazal and how to use it, I can't just read it and say I have the information now. It's you know the, the famous one is it says that some somebody once said it says somewhere that if you um, if you go to, if you eat at a pizza event it's as if you fasted eighty four panesim. That's from a kabbalah chorus. So somebody said it's yes it's a kapara for those places where it says if somebody gets angry it says if you worship davar every as if fasting is good for as if worshiping. But, you know, you, you can't take things the way they say and say, okay, this says this, this says this. It, 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 without understanding under what conditions, what about it is it that they meant? You know, it's a, if you say Ashrei three times a day, Ben Olam Haba, that's all it takes? I mean, is, is, is that it? You know, the, the, can I say Ashrei three times in the morning and then just go off and, and, and do what I, I feel like? It, 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 without having an understanding of what Chazal meant and so on, we, we can't. Uh, that's that's from Chal, and pretty much I think it, it's it's the the thing that he wrote here is a fairly good consensus. I don't know anyone that would argue on it in general. 
I want to go over now and deal with some more specific areas um, and then see how different Mefarshim dealt with certain things. So, I, I want to first take the most extreme cases. There are Chazal and Yashim that are very difficult to um, almost to say over. They say things that really are kind of shocking sometimes. Um, and sometimes they seem to be stories that are extremely, like, tall tales. It's an understatement. There is a sugi in Babasa. There is five blot in Babasa. It's called Agadeta Rarachana. They, they sound like taken from the tall tales of, of Hunos. People, they were going on the ships. And, and they saw these huge beasts and animals and all sorts of stories like that. What's that about? So the Vilna Goyen says, this is, the Vilna Goyen, this is not an excessive, it's, it, the Vilna Goyen wrote a peerage on the Zohar called Yohel Or. This, this is quoted quite often, so, so that's, that's why I know it. But Inya, so it speaks about a Pasik. He's going on the, he's going on the parasha of Yeshayol. Famous in Nun Gimel, Hina Yaskal Avdi, it says that Mashiach looks, Mashiach looks terrible. His appearance is very bad and so on, and it's our Averis and so on. Ve'inyan, Kisod Moshe Utorase, Halacha Mashmissinai Suasai. The core of Moshe Abinus Torah is the soul, it's the secrets of Torah, it's the depth of Torah that we would call Kabbalah today. They are all hidden with Ramazim. They're all hidden in these stories. When you look at it, you say to yourself, these are silly stories. It looks horrible in terms of a Bardas looking at it. And this is where the light of Torah is hidden. Torah's Moshe, called Rosen de Reisa. Moshe asked that a Kodesh should not keep the soil in those things. In other words, it is part of a certain kilku in the world. It's part of a certain, it's not the way it should be, that the, the most precious things are kept. In, in the things that are the most um, put off. It's like a person would take a precious diamond and things in a normal place, I'm not worried about getting stolen and so on, I wear the crown as a crown jewel. If I need to hide it, then I hide it in games with my, little, my kids' little games or, 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 or who knows what, um, in, in order to keep it away from where I should. It became mundane. This is what the Pasuk says, It says about Melech HaMashiach, he, he, he will look so, he will look so disgusting. No, no appearance. Nothing. And this is the Torah, and so on. And then it goes back into his things. Um, so, so, so the Goyim says, yes, there are areas in Chazal that seem mind-boggling. And those are the areas where Kaddish Baruch Hu chose to deposit the deepest secrets because it's part of the Kilkel, it's part of what went wrong, either, however you want to understand it, but those places that seem to be totally not as different, there are also certain Chazals that are kind of extraordinary, that's where Akash put his big sodos. I believe, I once heard, I haven't found that the Goya says that every Agarita has a Pasha Pshat, also except for Rabbi Barakana. A similar statement, and I guess it's coming from the Goya, the Goya's biggest Talmud, the biggest Talmud in the late generation, in other words, the last person who we really can say was a Talmud of the Goya in Kabbalah, was somebody called the Leshem. People know him today as Rebel Yashiv's grandfather. <laughs> Rebel Yashiv is his grandson. Um, the, the Leshem was, his name was Rebel Yashiv. It actually was his mother's father. His father changed the name to, to Yashiv. He was, um, he, he was the, 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 
only, almost probably the only litvish we know that was in Kabbalah, he, he was extraordinary. Um, he, he lived in, in, in Lita, and he was nifted at Israel. Lita was 10 years so was like at Israel. Uh, he was nifted around 1926 or so, and um, he wrote some very, very extremely important works. It's a list of works in Kabbalah that still have a stature, and they're called Lesh Meshvah Lama. Again, some of it's accessible, some of it's not. But he writes about it over here like this. Um, so, so, the difficulty to hear them. And people really are shocked by it. That's where they hit the Razitor. Because Akadosh Baruch Hu chose to take the greatest things and hide them in, in some of the worst things. And then he speaks about Chet Hadas and so on. So, so we have two Mekoros, that those Chazal that really seem to be totally inexplicable are those that um, contain the big sodas of Torah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to hide it there because there is, he didn't want it to be um, exposed and so on. It's part of the Kilkul Adar, that the greatest Kedusha lies in the places, it's like the famous Ramban, that he says, Manorah Wakama said, that you know, every place, Kechol, that the Kedusha is bigger, it, it looks worse. It's, it's part of the um, disjunction of our time, of, our, of, 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 of the world that the things that should, should be presented most beautifully and most <coughs> is presented in such a way. So this deals with, so one chalik of Agadita, where some of the Agadas are just completely inexplicable and they seem to be eternal, they seem to be things that are terrible, that's, and you just have to know, so it, it, most of the time we don't know, Rav Achana is really, really obscure. Um, it has some shot, but, but by and large, the main shot of that is something that is um, totally beyond us, and that's where most Soviet Torah hidden. I want to, um, I, I want to bring down two or three more Mekoros about a different Mahalach in, 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 um, in, in Agaritas. And so first let me reinforce this with one more. The Rajba, who was one of the great Rishonim, and the Rajba on Shas is our probably, in many ways, it's a most or the most used Rishon in a certain sense, wrote a Sefer on Agadita as well. It's on Brachis, it's been put out, and once again, Mozart could put it out nicely, but it's been around for a long time, the, the Rajva Agadis. Um, so, first of all, there's a tshuva of the Rajva about people who say that the Torah is allegories. He says, you know, there are people that say everything in the Torah is an allegory, um, which, you know, things that people claim are modern existed a few hundred years ago. He writes in Lashonas that are so sharp about that, that, you know, incredible. That's about anything in Chumash. On Agadata, his very first piece in Brachas, Rashba, is like this. It says, the Gemara says, Rabbi Adam, his success, how do we know Akash Prabhupada's on film? Brings a Pasik and so on. Da, he says, Sheyesh lechachomim dvorim nelomim, remuzim bimedrashim agadastumim. Um, there are, Chazal have many hidden things that they hint at in Medrashim. To idiots, they look like the nonsense. And for the people who understand, it looks, they understand tremendous depth. There are some goddess that only a Mekubal is allowed to explain. It says, when I get to those Agathas, I will hint at things, but I'm not going to explain it. There are quite a few Agathas that exist on different planes, both 
Nister and Nigla. Kipriva Aleph, like a fruit with a leaf. So Periof, so he says, um, the fruit I will keep stored away. Um, when I get to it, on I'm going to hint that there's a deeper meaning. But I'll explain the pshat in Nigla also. Um, so he says, and then there are some of them that just the pshat exists and nothing else. So Lemaise, he says over here that chazal come in those that mean what they mean, that's it. There are chazal that only mean a sod, and there's nothing to be said about a Nigla, and the chazal that, that have different layers, and he will try to do it. That's not dissimilar from the Ramban and Chumash, who will give a pshat, and then we'll say, and there's a lot more to it than the pshat. This is a Rashba, and this is, you know, these are sources that it's hard to, you, you can't get more solid than a Rashba. Um, and then he says over here, um, a similar thing to Rashba. This is a Rashba in, um, no, l- 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 I'll leave this for, I, w- I want to leave this for, for the end. Okay. In other Agadis, I, I want to bring out a few points that were used how to explain it. Are all, when a Chazal bring a story, do they mean it happened literally or not? So, the, the, um, there are, there's a source in, uh, in it's Shittim Kubetzas and Baba Metzia, which is the main collection of Bishonim Bometzi, and standing is, is impeccable. And he brings Rabbeinu Hanano. There was a famous story of Rebbe that he argued with Chachom Meshach Nalocha. He said, if I'm right, um, the Amos Hamayim should be chozer. Very famous story. It's his presenter and so on and so forth. So Rebbe Hanano says, Rebbe Hanano is a late Goon. He's, he's a uh, early Mish, late Goon. He says, these things seem to be miraculous. Some people explain it. It's because when Sadiqim asked for it, who acceded, acceded to the request to, in order to prove their point. They were not Nevi'im. They could not do it through Nevi'im, but they grew through Tefillim. Reasonable position. Some say that the Chacham, the Chacham, one of the Chachamim fell asleep. He saw this in a dream. He saw this whole story. So why doesn't say that? For them, a dream was as real as a Nevoa. Um, and, 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 and so on. So Rabbi Hananel says, we have two Pshatim. Each one in Ligamara is as learnable as the other one. Um, you could learn it happened as such. The reason why why he's hesitant, no, the reason not to learn that it happened factually is because, first of all, one should not bring mice and nisim into this world. The Gemara in Tainé says very sharp things about people trying to make nisim. It's, it's very bad. Kachvah doesn't want it. So um, it's more reasonable to say there was there a halom. But the, the, in, in other words, he's approaching this like any sugya. There are two ways to learn it. Each one, he says, is, is, is reasonable. The difference between their nisim and early nisim, or early nisim or pidach nevua, their nisim was through tefillah, or it could be it was a halom, and he said a halom for them was a, a piece of nevua as real as anything else. Okay, so it, it, again, it, it's important to understand that we um, we deal with this secondhand to Rishonim. It's not because we find it hard to believe it happened. It's, it's the sugi. And we'll see in a second uh, the way Maral looks at a sugi. Um, a similar way that Maral looks at a sugi, which is a famous story also where somebody's wife passed away, left the yasim, left, left babies, he didn't have any milk to give, and the question was, um, and it says that he was, he, he grew breasts, and he was able to feed the baby. So, Vinas Ness, so the Maral says, um, 
It's possible in the Kipshuto. Because there's a concept of Mechal of, of, of a Zohar. The fact that it doesn't have a name seems to indicate it was not the way we said it. It wasn't really a physical ness. He was able to feed the child, and he said it's a conceptual ness. Meaning, he said, that he somehow was able to find, um, he was able to find what to feed the child at the right time, and so on and so forth. He adds over here, <laughs> so why is it such a big miracle? Chazal said it's a fantastic miracle that this is half of my sebracious. So it says, for a father to take care of a child is a nace. <laughs> I don't agree with my observations. I can certainly agree from my, <laughs> from my part of the picture, uh, and I, I'm sure my wife would agree uh, as, as well. But again, on this, I, want, I, want, I want more anything else to understand uh, um, the way the morale approach it. It didn't approach it, it can't be. But the question was, what does Chazal mean over here? And I have to look at the story and ask myself, is this a story, a martial or, and we'll see in a second the way my own approaches, a lot of things as being conceptual. And that's very important. Okay, so let's take a look, and this is, I guess, to me, the main point in a way, the way the morale looks at many things. The morale here is dealing with, um, is dealing with Chazal, it's in the Be'er Haravi, Chazal that describe physical phenomena, scientific phenomena, not the way scientists understand it. And he has a whole bear about this. So, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing that if you look at early Sfarim, there are almost no contemporary. Come on, look at modern science. Modern science existed 400 years ago, and 800 years ago, and 1,000 years ago, and, and, and 2,000 years ago. Every, every generation has its modern science. The Gemara says in Aroa, um, the question is, why are there, um, there, uh, why are there uh, uh, earthquakes, and tidal waves, and so on? So Chazal say, "B'shor shakadosh baruch hu zochas banav shasharim b'tzar bein umos." When Hakadosh Baruch Hu remembers his children that the b'tzar bein umos, moed be dimos the yamagodel, two tears fall down the yamagodel, the kolom nisham so forth and so forth, um, and. You hear the sound of it from one end of the world to the other end of the world. And so on, back and forth, the country bangs his hands, so on, all things like that. Um, so, okay, so he said like this. Vakushak Doilazais, he says, so first of all, people ask how do you describe the Kashbrochum in physical ways and so on. But he says, There were no earthquakes. And no storms before Kaisal went to, into Golis? What, what are we talking about? That's the question that people asked against Chazal. Omnam. Gambazet sotku divi chachamim. Chachamahans and right. Ve'endo ve'yoytze me'ekesha sikhli klal. This is not something irrational. Ve'zeh. Kilodibru chachamim me'hateva. Ki bevada she'ish teva me'chayim es har'osha. Kemo shembo besifir teva. Al chacham le'bita al teva. Let's describe, let's talk about this, because this is, this is probably a big issue, and this is something that comes up a lot. Let's give an example. Imagine I go with somebody to watch a play. Play. And, you know, and my personality is one personality, the person I'm going with is another personality, we watch the play, and I come at them and say, I say, you know, the, 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 the point of the play was that the dissension amongst the people and, and the fact that the people were so at loggerheads, that finally caused the whole city to burn down. That's what, he said, no, it's not, that's not what happened. He said, behind the stage, there were these burners, and the, the burners flicked on at that, and then they have the smoke thing, and then they move it down, and, that, and so on and so forth. Who's right? Well, it, it, it depends what we're talking about. Are we talking about technique? Are we talking about content? Imagine we're looking at a painting. 
and I say, wow, this painting seems, this painting is so-and-so's, um, I don't know, yearning for his hometown. But it says, no, this painting is X amount of centimeters of white paint, depth is so forth, grain is this way, cut this way. Who's right? Well, we're both right. The question is, what are we talking about? Science deals with the mechanism of the Bria. And the Bria set up, so let's, let's take an example. When we talk about the sun going around the earth, are we talking about mechanism? Are we talking about projection? Is a Kaddish Baruch who, um, a person sees the sun rise and the sun set. Even if you're a hard and fast scientist, you still say the sun rises, sunset. And, and a sunrise brings hope and inspiration, a sunset casts a power. That's, that, that stays. The question is the mechanism. Chazal never ever were talking about the mechanism. It's not a science book, it's not what it's meant to do. Chazal are saying, how come a Kashro made the world an unsteady world? Why do all things that are firm? Why can the ground under you open up and shake? And so on. All of those, that's what Chazal addressed. Um, it, 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 so when Chazal, the Gemara is not meant to be not a medical book, not a reform book, not so on. There are many Rishonim, again, I'm not going to, you can look up the source itself, who say you're not allowed to use it. Tosa says you can't use, because we don't, they say most because we have no idea about the circumstances and the times, so on and so forth. But that wasn't the point of Chazal. Shas is not meant. When they're talking and describing natural phenomena, why is so and so? They're describing, a, a, describing something deeper. We're going to have a solar eclipse in Mitzvah um, Shem. There must there was a share on it, and, uh, and uh, Jakob Budman and Reingold. Um, Chazal say why a solar eclipse comes or a lone eclipse comes. It's the understanding. We can we can figure out. We know when there's going to be a solar eclipse. It, it, we, nobody's here is gone because we say there's going to be a solar eclipse, and most of them can still do what they want to do. But it means the the sun in the Bria represents a certain natural order, and when the sun it, it is eclipsed, things come to standstill. Things become very weird and strange. Hakadosh built into the Bria a gun like that. It, it it required a tremendous fine-tuning of the Bria to make an eclipse happen. It's a major event. And, and why? What's, what's an eclipse projecting? What's it, what's it telling us? Um, the, the, so so the, the, um, the, the Chazal, and this is the Maral's point on and on and on. And this is, this is I would say, the safer. The, 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 the point of Chazal was always to tell us the content. Let me give one other area. I don't have a quote. I don't have a quote, but the model's everywhere. When you speak about numbers, 500 miles, 500 million, 500 parasites between this Rikia and that Rikia, the number is obviously not a GPS type of number. It, the number is a content. And the morale goes always into it. Like, so it's, for instance, when I say three times you disobey, three implies a certain, it's not a, it's not a micro anymore, it's not coincidence. Numbers have um, what they're expressing, and therefore those numbers um, have very clear meanings. This is the Maral's sheet of almost all, everywhere. He's always insisting that you need to understand what the Chazal want to tell you. There are some places where it's clear that they're telling us, they're filling in a detail of when this happened, where it happened, and, and but most of the time when I make a statement about this, and this is I, I just took this out of at random. Um, he speaks about this also. This isn't in bear above. The um, he speaks about the keshes. Same thing he says. Is avol enem is kachlau kilobo chacham ledab asiba tivis. Chazal were not coming to deal with what is the physical reason for something. It's unimportant. It's like the person looking at the painting and trying to figure out, you know, um, you know what type of paint it is and, 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 and how thick it is and so on. This is fine for, for people that are dealing with nature, not for Chazal. They're trying to understand what is the underlying Siba in the Teva. 
we look at the sun, the way the sun rises and sets, we see a hishtakavo. We, we, we see an act of homage. It could have been arranged in a million different ways. It's the way it's done. Interestingly enough, on this very chazal, the Benish Chai, who didn't seem to have the morale, it certainly wasn't safer that, you got, that I you saw, says almost the same exact thing. He says this, in, it's, this is Benayahu. Um, it's one of his two Sfarim Agadis in Tambor Basra. It's in Nunvomen base. It says over there when the sun gets to the corner of the camera of his finest, it's a description of, of how the sun goes and turns and so on. So he says, the machlokas over here is Leviash Oras Asechel. What they seem to take on as being the, the you know, the, the normal, uh, as, as being nature. They didn't say these things to tell us that it's correct. They did not have it a Kabbalah from the Rebbeim. They didn't have it from Shemayim. They were telling us how they understood what it was about. Now that we have astronomy and we have telescopes and so on, and this is talking about 1900 or earlier, and so on. Um, and, and he brings us that the Israel were not telling us, they were not, when they quoted contemporary science, they weren't quoting it to give an Primator on it, that primator on it, that it's emis. They were saying that seeing it this way tells us something. Um, finally, let me see if there's one more piece I wanted to see here. Um, they speak about the psukim. The Rajva also speaks about the psukim about where it is. And one more thing, the Ben Yayada says in Erevin. He says. Um, the Gemara says a story about somebody who was punished severely for speaking as Chachamim. It says the person, his name, and the name of his father, where he came from. So the Gemara says, So people shouldn't say it's just a mashal. That's why he gets an address with, with a name, with a father, and so on. This is a clear raya, that any stories brought in Chazal um, that don't have this can be understood to be a mashal, um, because and it, there was no nays over here. Somebody died as, as a pun of somebody else. Chazal says especially, the Chazal say, we said the name and the place so that we know that this was a factual story. And therefore it is, if, if Chazal will say Maisa Be'ish without saying it in more details, one may understand as such. Basically that's, so let, let me sum up, I guess, um, what we're trying to say. The first thing is that Torah itself, Torah Shabbat Peh has two halakim, Torah Shabbat and Agadah. Um, they are both emes lamitah, that somebody questions any emes of it, then the person doesn't believe in Torah Shabbat Peh. It doesn't make a difference why he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. Um, the reason, Chazal, the chilek of Agadah, they spoke to us through many different devices. Sometimes literal, sometimes a mushal, and sometimes totally hiding what they had in mind, and only the people who know so can understand it. Not every chazal do we have an agreement about what it was, you know, which one it belongs to. A person should be using chazal, should be using Rishonim as much as possible, uh, others from like the Maral, like, uh, you know, Ben Shechai and so on, reliable from, to, to, to give a sense of what each chazal might mean. Um, it, but the difference is, somebody once said, and I'll finish with this, I, um, somebody once said a, a very sharp uh, description. He said, Maminim and Apikarsim say the same words, but a little different. A Maimin says, when my when Mashiach comes, my 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 grandmother will come out of her grave. Um, and Apikaris says, yeah, when my grandmother comes out of her grave, that's when she will come. Same thing. Difference in the tone of the voice, the difference and so on. If it, the, 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 it's, it's unfortunate. When a person speaks about Chazal, 
what's the tone of the voice? I mean, when you say they meant it as a marshal, you know, you can study mythology, and also say in, in a big book full of nonsense about people fighting monsters and, and wanting to get glory and money, there, there are things you can, you know, studying literature, you can draw certain points, certain ideas, but basically the story itself is stuff that people of not great stature sat around long nights telling over. And yes, there's always psychology to learn from it, there's always ideas for those who need to learn morals from it, learn morals from it, and so on. To put Chazal, even, even within any close distance to that, is basically, it's a basic person saying, this is what Chazal were, and I feel it's appropriate to take his shots and dump it out. If that's what you feel about Chazal, generally, then, then you shouldn't be keeping that around the house. On the other hand, to understand that Chazal spoke many different languages in Agadis, and you can't just take a story in Chazal and say, this is what it was. You have to know where it is, what it is, how do we show to deal with it, what seems to be, does this seem to be consensus, you seem to be talking about it, and so on. Uh, what does Chazal have to tell us with this? Sometimes it's clear because you need to fill in historical facts. Sometimes they're trying to teach us something. Sometimes it's something very deep, and you see it's waiting for somebody to, to, to mine it. Um, if, if the, the, it's, it's important to understand um, that what they're saying and what other people are saying is um, we understand that Chazal, like, like we sort of grew up, Chazal used, um, they needed to certain things bury very deeply, and they buried it in, in, in places where it would be inaccessible except for the ones who have the keys to it. There are things that you need to work hard to understand. There are things that anybody who's in Adas and knows other Chazal in context of, of, of things has what to learn from. Okay, um, questions? We tried, and I know there's a lot of them together, but I'm not sure if they really want me to say. Maybe questions about what I spoke about first.